This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Raw Review. I am Vince Russo. This is Ben Hameen with a big pay-per-view on premiere this Saturday. And testing theories, the great uh, Stevie Richards. Stevie, what does that mean, testing theories? What theories are we doing? Vince must be in a big science uh he must have unboxed one of those science kits that we got when we were kids because three different times on this show, let's, let's test that theory. Did you All catch right. that? I, I don't think I did. I was in uh, a whirlwind of uh, anger and rage of my own last night. So wrestling was just a passing thought while I tried to uh, put it out at referee sideburns <laughs> in his uh, in his front room. So uh, I'm definitely interested in hearing uh, some of these new theories, multi-dimensional theories, possibly. Who knows where we're going to go? But Vince, you losing pounds? You look streamlined today. Yeah, bro. bro I started. Uh, I started uh, on the first man. I was like, I gotta. I can see it in your face. Oh, Already, dude. I can see it. I think, bro, I think, Stevie, I got to talk to you offline. Bro, I did some. I think I got a rotator cuff thing or something. I can't lift my arm, man. I'm in tremendous amount of pain. I don't know what the frig I did, bro. Sorry to jump on, but Stevie's uh, resistance bands, the very light ones, saved my shoulder the same reason. Oh, yeah, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't get my, I couldn't get my arm. That's past where I'm this. at. I can't, I and can't. And now I can do it. It took me like three months of constant everyday, yeah. very light bands with Stevie's workout. But dude, that gave me mobility. I didn't have for two years. I don't know what the frick I did, man. I actually have a shoulder mobility workout video. I'll send you. Yeah. Oh my you God. just anchor it up and yeah. it, it's just a matter of moving it around. I, I mean, it happens. Yes. I still have like a frozen shoulder from, because they, they hit me with a shot of uh, something that was supposed to go in my stomach in the hospital, but they mistakenly put it in my arm and it just kind of. Oh, my God. Well, I can feel it. It's fine. Yeah. It's just yeah. feels like pins and needles all the time. Yeah. Go really yeah. light. Go really, really light, though, Vince. On the, on the like, band, super yeah. light, yes. Yeah, I got yes. I got the bands. I, when I, bro, listen, I'm, I'm telling everybody, like, there is no doubt about that. Stevie sent me. um you know, the videos and I was doing the bands and they were freaking working. I am not BSing you. I just got freaking lazy. And like, that's, you know, I mean, I just got lazy, but those things were working. You you think it's, it's such a simple thing that no, bro, I could feel those things working, Steve. Well, can I do an early plug then? Because I'm adding resistance band workout instruction and full workouts to the fitness channel soon. So okay. people will be able to follow along. That stuff works, bro. Like I said, Stevie sent me the program and I had the program on while I was doing it. So I was doing it exactly like he said. And it was, I could feel, I could, I literally was feeling my body shaking. But anyway, guys, I got to tell you, I got the biggest kick out of this. Um, did you guys happen to catch the, the post WrestleMania press conference? You mean SummerSlam or WrestleMania? SummerSlam, I'm sorry, SummerSlam. No, I didn't, but I know Buddy was there. Okay. I happen to catch a little of it. And the two people I caught on it were Paul Heyman and Triple H. Okay. Bro, Stevie, you will love this only because you worked for him. Paul Heyman is up there talking, uh, uh, Ben, like 
He's addressing the United Nations. Meanwhile, he th- this guy, bro, this guy is sitting uh, in the in the literally in the front row. Th- this is the guy in the front row. I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. Okay, great things. Ronaldo Piven sitting in the front row, and Heyman's talking and passing along his knowledge and wisdom. Like literally, bro, this is freaking NATO. Like it's freaking ridiculous the way he he this guy thinks he is so effing brilliant. And I'm watching him, and I'm like, bro, this is wrestling. Like, you freaking get over yourself. You're not passing along any knowledge that's going to change the world. But anyway, Ben, you'll appreciate this. Mm. Guys, here's what he's talking about. He starts talking about how over the bloodline um, angle is and, of course, putting himself over. Gotcha. But what, what he starts talking about is, well, you know, with the bloodline, you know, we talk, you know, Stevie, how he's, we talk, we have conversations with each other. We don't cut wrestling promos that, yeah, I'm going to be in this town on blah, 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 blah. So he totally disses like everything WWE is doing when it comes to promo wise on their shows, aside from the bloodline. And you know what, bro? He's right. He's absolutely right. Take the bloodline away. Everything on these shows is a freaking wrestling promo. Everything. But I'm like, bro, with with your years of experience and how long you've been there, you you mean to tell me you have no say so no word whatsoever to change the rest of these shows or to try to make these shows better so what do we get last night ben these backstage segments just keep getting worse and worse bro it's threefold the writing sucks the producing sucks and the acting sucks and this is across the board. And I mean, a lot of times, bro, we will come on this show and say high school level. Ben, this is not even high school level. When you've got serious seniors that are serious about acting, bro, they're better. They're better than what's on this show. Everything in the back yesterday, Ben, this is freaking embarrassing. It is downright embarrassing. Every Monday, primetime television, this is the product you're putting on behind in, in the back. And, and Heyman, Heyman is going to sit there and literally bury it, and rightfully so, and you can't do something about it. You can't have a meeting with Trips or have a conversation with Vince and say, you know what? Let me work with so-and-so. Let me come to Raw and see if I can help with the producing. No, bro, you're going to sit there and you're going to BS and kvetch about it. And meanwhile, Ben, this shit in the back with Pierce and everybody else gets worse and worse and worse. What do you, what do you think, Ben? Uh, The symbolism is apparent. uh, Apparently, as you can see (laughs) how great it was to watch Becky Lynch with a pitcher of lemonade during a match after her gripping Instagram post that was so uh, profound of her putting uh, lemons in a juicer because when life hands you lemons and takes you off the pay per view, you make lemonade. Like, what, what, what did she say? What was the post, Ben? I didn't see it on her Instagram. She's in her kitchen with a bunch of lemons, uh, oh. saying making lemonade, and then that was so profound that it carried over to the middle of the match, and that was yeah. the the big moment for all of us last night. Um, the making your matches uh, uh, in the opener is a big problem. Again, we're we and right after that, after the opening segment where they made the shitty six for the main event to set it up, then the guys in the back made their own match after that. So we had no, we had no show going into the show, or we had an we had an earlier today, like that was what it was on that. So we, at least we got the earlier today. Then <laughs> later on in the show, we get another earlier today with the Viking Raiders. 
And earlier today, the sun would be out, but it's pitch black behind them <laughs> earlier today. Uh, you know, how about roundabout midnight last night? Whenever, dude. So it's just uh, amateur hour. And like you said, uh, I, well, I agree with you. I was a better actor than everybody on this show when I was in high school. <laughs> so, uh, cause I took my craft seriously and, uh, they don't, they just think they're over. And then even in the main event, we'll get to it. The hit you over the head with the dead fish, the, the Monty Python <laughs> slap you in the face with it of, Oh, there's heat between Baylor and, and senior money in the bank and like the hard tags and like all these little things to allude to until Dom comes. It's just at 11 o'clock at night, there's no five-year-olds awake that you need to spoon feed this shit to. Nobody is playing at the highest level of their intelligence. It's constant, just battery that makes you feel like an idiot for even watching this stuff. They can't tell. They they think they're telling a story on the Sopranos or the Wire or Oz level, and they are not. They are not even at Sesame Street level. They're not. They're not. Stevie, I'll I'll do you one better. Not that. By the way, don't wish uh, Heyman to work with these people because I put in the lower third. The last two guys he worked with, (laughs) and look what happened to them. So I will one up your media scrum the post SummerSlam. And I will tell both of you to watch when Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns were on first take. You want to look and see like cringeworthy, like how out of touch and in the bubble a wrestling person, even one that Paul probably keeps up with a lot of cultural stuff. The way he talked and the way Stephen, it was like a parody of a first take show. you got to watch it. it is, you're not going to be able to get through it because once you hear Paul talk and then Stephen A delivered the paid advertisement lines and questions. Hey, Stephen A looking like a mark, grabbing the belts, running back and shit like that, dude. It, it, it was absolutely brutal, Stevie. I agree 100% on that. It did. It hurt SummerSlam and the WWE mm-hmm. being on first take because he was, he was the exact way you just described when he's talking about this, and he took all the credibility away from, from wrestling. I will sit. I will not sit here much longer and listen to both of you besmirch uh, the name of Ronaldo Piven because if you really know anything about your Chicago pro wrestling blitz history, that uh, he is directly connected to Rikishi, and I predict the next uh, inductee in the, in the next. Indu- yeah, place it's stiff, John Pat. Okay, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, the and uh, that Ronaldo Piven will be the next inductee into the bloodline. I think that's oh, wow. going to happen. Wow. I got to tell you guys, you know, we, we, we can go through this shit show. I'm not going through this shit show blow for blow. I, I want, I want to, there's a couple of other things I want to talk about, man. Um, you know, and, and then of course, bro, Rollins comes out. The, 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 bro, again, Stevie, I think, I think it's September. No, it's before. So I think it may be September 7th. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we're literally four weeks on the heel of Monday night football. And, and mm-hmm. the bottom line, the bottom line, Ben, is so Rollins comes out, him and Cody Rhodes go face to face. Okay. Three seconds later, Judgment Day music hits. Okay. All right, bro. Like l- w- the minute the music hit, we already know what the main event is. The, the, literally, bro. Okay, bro. So I'm going to sit here for six out for three hours. It feels like six. I'm going to sit here for three hours to watch this piece of shit main event. Really, bro? Like, really? But anyway, forget all that. I want to back up. There are certain things I want to talk about today because this show, like, give me a freaking break. You know, bro, listen, I I put, I gave credit where credit was due. You know, 59,000 people, they've got paid sponsorships bro all you know all over the freaking show they're, they're making money hand over fist okay bro i got that and i understand and we'll get to that in a minute okay the bottom line is you know as somebody who likes to think of them, themselves as a television critic this is a shit show it's two yeah. different things bro this got nothing to do with 59,000 people at SummerSlam all the deals that Nick Khan made this is a shit television show yes this segment is sponsored by Bros Bros yes this is a shit show 
Okay, bro. I, I don't, 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 when I tell you this is a shit show and you tell me, oh, bro, there was 59. Oh, I don't give a shit if there were 59 million people in the arena. This show sucks. Ben, I want to back up to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Because, bro, they had enough of my interest to, all right, bro, I'll, I'll tune in to see the main event. Okay, let's see what they do at the bloodline. Well, Ben, I tuned in Saturday night. Uh, you know, there was nothing else on, really. I'm like, ah, you know what, bro? I'll watch the main event. So, Ben, what happens is I wind up catching the last three matches. Okay? And, Stevie, I saw three, like, totally different presentations in the same wrestling show. First of all, bro, I'm sitting there and I'm watching Rollins and Finn Balor, uh, Ben and Stevie. And Stevie, you know, you got your telestrator in the back there and whatnot. And bro, we we are at the point now, Stevie, Ben, nothing can beat anybody in pro wrestling. These guys are hitting each other with everything and kicking out of freaking everything. And I'm watching this as a casual fan. I, this is the first pay-per-view I've watched in years, the last three matches. And I'm like, can anybody, like, nothing can beat anybody. No, there is, there is no such thing as a finishing move anymore. The finishing move is dead. But then, bro, it goes bad to worse, and and I would love to hear your comments. And my God, Stevie, if you telestrated this entire match, Ben, you've got who is supposed to be the top three females in the country in a three-way match, the females for the title. And, bro, I'll say right up front, uh, you know, up front, I am a, a fan of Charlotte. I mean, obviously, bro, I worked with her when she was a teenager, you know, and and I and I always have nothing but good things to say about her. Ben, this three way was so blatantly choreographed. Yes. And you don't, Ben, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to see this. If no. my wife is sitting in front of the television, Ben, at that level, I should not be standing there and waiting in place. Bro, did you see the spot when, when, uh, when, uh, Asuka and, and, uh, 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 twirling the hair were in the freaking corner? Yeah, and she had to have the shit rebuckled, and they sit there, and she tries oh, to get out. Oh, my, are you, bro, that's freaking embarrassing, Ben. If the, the, the two of them are staying in the corner while she's getting her bra buckled, whatever the freak she was doing, and you mean to tell me, bro, at this level, you don't know how to call a freaking audible so my wife can walk in the room and say, why are they just standing in the corner? Ben, it's- or they, they, there was another time they both sold and you see him start inching 90 degrees to get into the spot so she can do the backflip. Everything is just such a duck one, come back, walk through 67 different things, high spot, high spot until we get to the business. And then the business of that was hit you over the head wrong too, because we've got, uh, ding dong. Hello? Damage control out there and EO's cashing in. Picking the bones is a heel thing to do. But they want a baby face pop when they go over. So she's a lukewarm heel after we told the dissension story between her and uh, Bailey. And now she goes over with Bailey's help and that's fine to take it away from EST right away. Whereas she should have gone up, hit EST with something, gone up, climbed up, and Bailey pushes her off so EST can retain the title. Then Bailey should have come in week or two from now and faced EST for the title. Sidestep when EO comes in, EO hits EST, Bailey capitalizes, Bailey wins a title. Now we have a made heel and a real baby face to go against it. So when EO takes it off of her, it means something. This way, she's only two feet away from the fence of either heel or baby. And when you're lukewarm, either way, nobody's getting over. Nobody had heat. We told a dissension storyline and then we stopped it completely. 
So that this is the the middle school level of booking, but the high spots were more important, not the business at the end that actually tells our story. Yeah, I mean, and Stevie, here's the thing: I'm watching this match, and you guys know I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not a wrestling guy, and, and that that's I stay out of my lane when it comes to wrestling. Okay, but Stevie, did you? I'm, I'm sure you didn't watch this. Did you, Stevie? Oh, the SummerSlam highlights. Yeah, yeah. I well, Ben and CV, there's the spot, bro. When Bianca hit that, what is it, a four fifty? What, what, what is it, Stevie? Off the top, the the the, the what is it, Ben? Yeah, she hits a four fifty. She hits a four fifty. Beautiful spot. Beautiful spot, bro. She that should have been the one, two, three, and she should have blew out her knee right there. I mean, that was, but no, bro. We we got to go on another five or ten minutes with the same exact result. Bianca Belair goes over. It's the same result, bro. But my God, bro, the the choreographing, you go here, I go there, you wait here. It is horrible, Ben. It, it absolutely is. And then the acting and storyline to, to make up uh, what should be a covering for that is equally as bad. And then you just sit there and go, I'm supposed to keep listening. Evolution, revolution. We're as good as the guys. I'm the man. I'm the this. I'm the that. I'm all these monikers, and I'm insidious. I, and then, and as Rip would say, and then the bell rings. You know, and and you can feel it. The when here comes the finish, boss. Like you said, and we're gonna get on it. Nope, we're gonna overbook it and do the dips, and we'll catch you on the next one, and not have them as high as we could have right here because we had to get our shit in. Yeah. And and now you see it when we look back at the match and people are like they're phony they did all this and then they're like how dare you hurt my feelings I'm right. the victim now as opposed to going you know what our match did suck and we didn't connect with the audience and next time I'm not going to do all this pre planned bullshit and I'm going to give you people what you want which is interactivity in the moment and I hear what you're saying because that style doesn't work for me nope I'm the victim of internet crime oh okay keep doing what you're doing yeah, well, keep doing it. Then finally, bro, we get to the main event. And then, okay, bro, finally, uh, we got a couple of veterans in there, and we do have a wrestling match that tells a story. And uh, okay, I mean, and, and I did enjoy it, and I did like the last match. I got to tell you guys something, man. Let, let, let's dive into this a little bit, please. Um, unless, bro, you want to go into we We got, we got a four-way with four losers like this is they should have called it they even put it over and that in commentary goes the only reason whoever wins this match is who pretty much gets the job out next to gunther like he was looking at him going none of these guys are going to take it off of him to to be over exactly okay but prior to that guys i'm i'm watching this show last night and stevie as I'm watching this show and, and I'm really looking closely at all the crowd shots, I, I really am. I'm paying attention. Stevie, where are the families? Where are their kids? Stevie, these are all, all grown ass adults. I, that I, I don't even know what category. Somebody last night on, on my sports key just thing said they're frat boys. No, these are not frat boys. These are people that would not be allowed in a frat. The, I was a frat boy. I promise you what I'm looking at is not frat boys. Ben, you, you know that that one girl uh, who does commentating and stuff like that? She's, she, she gets around to all the indies. Uh, uh, Alyssa... Alisa Alut, you know who I'm talking about? Alisa. I think her name is. No, no, not her. Not her. There's another one called Alyssa. Bro, this girl, this girl was at an AEW uh, event. And, bro, she does backstage reporting and all this for a lot of the companies. Bro, she put out a tweet as a shoot where she said, the odor in this building is so freaking overwhelming that I'm sick to my stomach. She she put that out on these these are not frat boys want to get laid, bro. These these are not frat boys, okay? Bro, my question is Ben Stevie, what happened? There's no families, there's no kids, there's these grown ass adults 
acting like children, unkept, unclean. They're sitting in their seat. They can't wait till Rollins comes out so we can sing along. We can't wait till L.A. Knight comes out so we could say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, bro, how did this happen, Ben? Oh, that's completely the millennial helicopter parent generation that fed their kids pills uh, and kept them and said, "You, no matter what you do, it's great. You didn't lose. Don't have bad feelings. You didn't lose. You participated and you're good. And and my little Jameson is the best with all these fucking new age, pathetic, piss poor names. And then they kept them locked inside and and uh, instead of playing war toys, they play Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and all these fucking <laughs> stupid ass anime influence things. And we have Captain Planet and, and the Power Rangers and and Powderpuff Girls. And now they're all generation pussy. They sat inside with PS3 to PS5, and that's the highlight of their life. The only interaction they get is uh, connecting to other pussies online who do nothing except sit in a room that they don't pay rent on. They have no overhead because their divorced mom uh, needs them as a man figure in their life, and that's their little boy, don't you know, and he could never do any wrong. And then they were fed high fructose corn syrup and a healthy diet of constant Taco Bell, uh, Whoppers, Arby's, Chick-fil-A pizza over and over and over again they don't go to a gym they don't go outside to interact and understand that the connection to nature is far more important than the connection to a fucking computer screen and now they buy belts for three to four hundred dollars a pop with their unemployment money after they got fired from GameStop because they were just too tired to come in that day and fucking that's what they spend their money on and they don't have to like I said pay for anything and they're just going to live this sedentary lifestyle of being a leech off the system. Team never touched a titty, never get no pussy aside from Pornhub. And that's who they will be for the rest of their life. And there is a whole counterculture of 12% of males in America that fit this bill now. And maybe that was 1% to 2% in the 80s who were Dungeons and Dragons players and just were socially awkward. Now that has been marketed through video game culture. And that is your entire fan base. Wow. See, now I want you to know uh, what an absolute uh, disgusting racist transphobe rant that we just heard from Ben Hameen. Obviously, while you're at it. But, But Stevie, like no joke, bro. There are no families. There are no kids going to these events anymore. Well, the problem is I don't understand because this was what the PG era was all about, because the attitude era wasn't the big thing about that is all those fans are getting older. We got to capture the children for another generation of wwe universe fans so are they back up they're backed up against an even bigger wall right now because the product at least with the attitude era appealed to someone this appeals to less and less people each week you get a little spike when mania and we talked about it on smackdown that SummerSlam had more of a wrestlemania vibe coming out of it than wrestlemania did uh, but they'll hit that lull again. Survivor Series will give them a spike for a week or two. Real, I think that's their model. Hey, let's get to the pay-per-view, get a couple weeks of spikes, and then we'll try to plan for the next one. Yeah. I can't tell you, Ben, how many comments I got on social media and stuff, bro. I got quite a bit of comments where the, you know a lot of people are saying, what, what do they call it now? A PPL bin, PLE? What is it called? Premium live events. Okay. Yeah. People are saying, bro, I just watched the PLE. There's no reason to watch the television shows. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, you'd think there'd be business to carry over. There was zero business done that carried over to this Raw. Like you're coming off of, uh, you know, a big, your second biggest payoff of the year. You'd think you'd cliffhang a thing or two. Or or somebody who got fucked over by a heel would be getting revenge as the main storyline on the show. Nope. We're making our own matches out of the gate. Let me ask you, Ben, let me ask you a question. I I forget exactly what I predicted, but I said one talent. Oh, he was on the show. Ricochet did the job to Logan Paul, and we were predicting, Vince, that he wouldn't even be on Raw. And if he was... He wouldn't be in something that would get him back over. And this is exactly where he's exactly. at. Stevie, we talked about this. My God, bro, you had weeks 
And so, bro, sorry, I, I, can I just get this out of my head? Yeah, heavy. Go, 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 go. Uh, real quick, real quick. Yeah, the Logan Paul leaving right after the opener and going, then being there at his uh, brother's fight, coming out in his gear. Awesome. That shows like the high level. Why wasn't Ricochet on that plane? And, and you know what I mean? Just to show up like he took a jet too. And after the Logan Paul fight or the Jake Paul fight, we do something backstage there where he's pissed to keep it going. Instead, like Stevie said, it wouldn't have been hard to put Ricochet on the same goddamn plane to go shoot something, but we didn't have anything yeah. set forward after he did the job. Yeah, what I was going to say, Ben, was the weeks and weeks and weeks of Ricochet getting the Logan Paul rub. Did he escalate at all? Like, is, is he explore? Like, Ricochet attacks him, Jake Paul and them get on him, and then we have a tag match with the Paul brothers and Ricochet and somebody else. That's how we step it. We started here. Now, what's our next level? What's it? Nope. You're in a four-way. You're not even uh, figured in. Go do a flip. Go get fucked and come out with a tight shirt on next week and an alligator tooth necklace. It's going to be great for everybody. Hey, question for you, Vince. Would you put the title on Logan Paul? Because I've said at least a half dozen times, you got this guy, he's more popular, and he carries himself more like a pro wrestler in the ring than a lot of the full-timers. I would have I pulled the trigger on him by now, and if not him, him and his brother as tag champs, you're going to get all that mainstream crossover that you could hope for. And then it's obviously up to them to, to work with it. But, you know, Ben, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, trips watching this show. Okay. Heyman watching this show. You know, I, I'm, I, we, we've got to address this because at the end of the day, bro, are they laughing at us because they just did their quarterly meeting? More money than they've ever made. Broke every single record on the planet for SummerSlam. 59,000 people. Sponsorships out the ass. Are they laughing at us for talking this way about the product? No, they, they, they're they oblivious to it. And because this goes back to the same argument. Great. I'm glad you made all that money. Imagine if you did things the right way, the amount of money you could make. You're doing it the wrong way and patting yourself on the back. You want to make 30% more? Stop fucking up and actually have a plan for guys like Ricochet to spin out. What does that loss mean for his character going forward? What is Logan Paul's brag afterwards and where does he want to go next? We got none of that. We just, ah, we got through SummerSlam, pat ourselves on the back reset the needle on the record no the song must continue on into a new part of that symphony you know that would that we watch for everybody's character and we didn't get any of that stuff and when we do get it it's so elementary school like senior money in the bank and finn oh look at how hard they're tagging and they're face to face as opposed to everything's all right and finn's gonna stab you when the time is right Instead, it's just so spoon-fed crap, and the acting is at a level that doesn't help get it over. Yeah. Well, just just looking through this real quick, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going through every aspect of this show. Give me a freaking break, but uh, bro, like, what what did Bronson Reed do? Does anybody want to take any? Does anybody want to want to guess like what what brought? I think I think it's that. I think it was the match with Champa where he gave him way too much, and I could see him coming back through and go, "Well, you're fucking buried. Why? You just made a a guy who who should look half your size look way stronger than you. You obviously don't know how to get yourself over in a Bam Bam Bigelow kind of way, and the, the heat should also be on the producer for that one." I think that's probably right where it happened, to be honest with you. Because after I watch that match, I go, this guy's not a giant anymore. He yeah. just got fucking buried completely. Well, did it happen here, though, Ben and Stevie? We got to remember, wasn't this one of the guys that lost his job that Triple H brought back? Yeah, and that is was that, a is Is that what we're talking about, Stevie? Now that Vince is back, Vince is sitting there... <laughs> You know, laid up saying, wait a minute, I thought I thought I sent this guy home. What's he doing back here? Well, I mean, if this kid becomes a keem in like two weeks, then we know Vince is really back. But, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, this guy has like a, a one-man gang type feel to him. And I'm like, and the people, the minute he goes up to the top or hits any of those high-impact moves, he gets a reaction. So I, 
I have to think this is like you said, this isn't one of Vince and Bruce's favorites and then the yes men go along and then this guy gets pretty much buried and then it's going to be 50-50 booking. The least malicious reason, but it's still also the stupidest reason is what they usually do. Hey, we pushed him hard for six or eight weeks. He's over now. He's not going to, we don't have to do anything else. Now we can put other people over and everybody will rise up together instead of going down. I think he's I think he's back at square one. And I think you had the best idea actually that I've heard to get him back over uh and do half the work, and that's bring in Bull James. Do what your suggestion to be Bronson and Bull. They both have that more athletic, uh natural disasters feel to like them. They may not be Vader. They're yeah, both yeah. like Vader. They're both like Vader, yeah. I agree. I think there's money there and after they just let the steam out, you know, and they did this kind of the same thing at NXT, which I don't know if this is what it was. I'm not here to bag on anybody's wife by any means, but they built this guy in NXT and he wins the title. And then at the end, he does the big, I got to thank my lovely wife who hasn't even been in the storyline. So it's like Vader. They built him like Vader and then they show him with a heart of gold. And you're just like, come on, what is this self-serving stuff that does not fit the character archetype at all? And then when I saw that with Ciampa, uh, who's had some strange outings last night. That was one thing I want to talk about because I like the shit out of Ciampa and Chad Gable's in his hometown and they're having this banger tech match and they do the spot where he goes for his finish and somebody gives the face flop. He goes for the second one and uh, then uh, Ciampa gives the famous or then he finally gets it on Ciampa, goes through, hooks him and it's one, two and then Ciampa kicks on three. I was like, Wow in his hometown, like wrestling fans might not really know that. And I know that Ciampa knows this and maybe he's trying to do something, but we didn't really play it out afterwards with like, I kicked out to kick out on a guy's three is pretty disrespectful. Unless you're going to go forward. You're, you're, you're saying, Oh, he didn't really get me. And then to do it in his hometown controversy wise, where he's going to do the big celebration afterwards was very strange. Stevie, did you catch that by any chance? And am I over-talking this? I think it's a, we we used to call it the Curtis Hughes or the Mr. Hughes in ECW. He would kick out on three on everybody, including Taz, Sabu, whoever it was. Uh, but I think it was more booked in a way that they're both now baby faces. And that kind of key, you know, they have weird ideas, Vince, about what keeps talents over. Like if he kicks out on three, it means he's still stuck. They just try to do these mental gymnastics yeah. to make yeah. it look like their creative is perfect. And it's not. Um, I'm surprised they didn't totally embarrass Chad Gable in his hometown. That's the yeah, one I was thing. Too. I was that too. makes me think Vince is not there yeah. because that's a Vince special right there. Yeah. God. And is, isn't it, isn't it better? And like, sure. Gable's phenomenal. And he goes over, but the tradition is you do the job in your hometown, right? Like it used to be that you're going to go under. It was just kind of the thing. So here he goes over and big pop. But if we needed to make a heel, taking that away from him would have helped make somebody right there. Instead, they do the house show, give them the feel good moment that nobody should be seeing on TV. This is a huge opportunity to make a heel to get the Gable this close and then you take it all away from him. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Guys, Agreed. guys, then we go to uh, I'm just I'm just glossing through this. We go to an in-ring with Becky Zoe Stark and freaking Frankenberry. And I, I bro, I, bro, bro, I am a writer. I am a writer. So Ben, say Say I'm writing this script right here on my computer like I used to do. I'm writing Zoe Stark. I'm writing her verbiage. And I'm typing out, Zoe Stark says to Becky Lynch, you're jealous, Becky. You're jealous of Zoe Stark. I am stopping right there on the keyboard, and I'm asking myself the question, Ben, jealous of what, bro? Like what? What? What exactly is Becky Lynch jealous of when it, bro? They just write this basic bullshit. You know, jealous. You know, you're not as good as me. I mean, this basic high school bullshit. Jealous of what, bro? Like, I'm I'm looking at this whole in ring, and I'm like, is any thought put into this whatsoever, bro? 
any thought. She's got a master's degree in the game, she said last night. I'm going, what what are you even talking about? If you really guys want to start doing something, I think this will be a cool new feature. I'd love you to see both of you guys do it, Um, uh, is these reaction shots, especially Zoe Stark last night during the match and whatnot. I'd like you to pause. This is what I make referee sideburns and my buddy uh, Modi do just just to pop me huge, is – when everyone's doing their stupid reaction face, like I want, I want you to stop and then, or you can even play this with your wives and kids at home. You just say, it's called do that face. And I want you guys to freeze it, take a picture of their face and then your face impersonating their character impersonations going <laughs> it's, forward. It's I ridiculous. think that's, yeah. that's a fun game. You can play at home, do that, fa- do this entrance. You know what I mean? Uh, there's, there's a lot of really good that's, ones. That's that are a just stupid ridiculous. idea because nobody's there to kick out of my finish. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and bro, ben, here's another thing. Bro, how long did they have those girls in the ring with their hands on there? You know what? We introduced the girls for the match. Stevie, yeah. there's a commercial. There's a backstage interview. They're, bro, those girls had to be in the ring for at least seven minutes, bro, wait, from the time they were introduced till the time the bell rang. Well, this lemonade takes time to, you know, uh-huh. come together. You don't want to rush these things. Oh my God, bro! All right, what 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 else? Let's. Oh, bro, bro, th- guys, this is what I'm talking about of these people that been described. You know, that are waiting there for sets music. That are waiting there. You know, they're, they're waiting for their part of the script. No, I'm gonna- and, and you know how WWE feels about them too, because every time they do the rib cut now to the one of the biggest losers uh, during the Cody Rhodes thing, production they find somebody with a hairline back here who's 22 years old or whatever. You know what I mean? And they cut to the whoa, and then cut back again, dude. I swear to God, you guys should go back and anybody, listen to me, man, anybody listening to this show should do this. Stevie, I swear to you, when they had uh, Miz in the ring and they hit LA's Nights music, okay, you got a big pop. Bro, by the time he walked down the aisle and stepped in the ring, there was nothing been like everything like just stopped on the dime. So, oh my God, it's LA night. It's LA night. He walks down before he even stepped into the ring. The pop was gone. What's, this that, is tell- What's that tell you though? What does it tell you? This, this is telling me, bro. You, oh my God, bro. We talk about programming. Like, you know, I talk about Tavistock and the Beatles and all this shit. They're pro- this is a programmed crowd what what is our what is our part in this show insert pop here insert singing here exactly that's exactly what it is bro it's dj jazzy deaf on the ones and twos so half of that pop that you're hearing is manufactured and then as soon as that goes off absolutely the opera conditioning shuts off to them because all they want is to get themselves over and like this is their little part of the show and then once we have to get into the scene we're kind of stumbling and bumbling you know and like okay what do they really want to say to each other it was up to Miz to sit there and let him kind of give him enough rope to like we really didn't say shit and then Miz turns up the heat on it and shows real emotion because he's using truth and comedy He's talking about his real time there of being booted out of the locker rooms and da da da. And I thought of Stevie with uh, you didn't shake my hand shit, which in a wrestling locker room can get your throat cut instantly because uh, Stevie and Brett Hart got all this big heat because of that too. So uh, when I saw that, I was like, because we've seen these little caveats that he doesn't know how to play politics or whatever, right? To try and bury LA Knight. And then when you hear that shit, that's somebody in the back going, he didn't shake my hand. He didn't shake my hand either. Go fucking bury him. See how he does it. You know, yeah. but Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins tried to get rid of the handshake role and publicly was saying how stupid it was, but he doesn't get heat because he's triple H's guy. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's over. Yep. I, I tell you what though. I mean, I, I, I like the promo. I, I mean, to, to me that like LA Knights promo was the best thing on this show. Yeah, but it was still. <laughs> Yeah, right, go ahead, please. Business promo is one of the best ones he's ever cut too. But 
too little, too late. You've already jobbed him out. So what, what now? Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm like LA Knight delivered, but a, a, on a couple key lines, he flubbed, which can happen to anybody. And I'm glad that you liked it and thought it was the highlight of the show. But to me, it was still B minus level of where we should be and not really in the moment. So if that's the highlight of the show and we're already at a subpar grade, right. then that doesn't impress me much. Absolutely. So it's easy to say that this is the best part, but Absolutely. it's like, it's like picking peanuts out of shit. Absolutely. Like, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you a hundred percent. I'm with you. Well, the thing is too, and LA night, I think the pop was real and it wasn't DJ Jazzy deaf because what they do is they shoot the, the ramp and the Titan tron where the person comes out and keep it tight when they're using DJ Jazzy deaf they literally pan the crowd's reaction or show the crowd as they hit the music and stand up on their feet. They're not like the WCW center stage. They're like dub over. Yeah. You know, everybody's sleeping. Here, here's, here's what I was thinking, though, in a positive way. And I know you'll say no or whatever, but Miz had one line that had my ears perked up, too. He goes, you're an Attitude Era fanboy. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And let's play into that. And guess who would be a top guy to fucking come back? And get over right here, this dude. No, please, bro. God forbid. Can you imagine, can you, bro? Can you imagine placing me in that setting at, at this point in time? Like, can you imagine? Like, seriously, if, if we're gonna play, you disrespect the locker room and you don't give a fuck what anybody says. Then who should come in hanging with you just as a special guest that day? You don't have to be a manager. My buddy's coming with me. I'm bringing my crew, and and Vince Russo shows back uh, on the backstage in the in the crew of, uh, in your own little green room, your own wise men, all that kind of shit, bro. Oh, God, scary. Thing. I got an idea. And, uh, maybe. Maybe we spread some rumors about uh, Vince Russo's NDAs and medical leave, and then he can just yes. do it over. Time. And that's what it is. It yes. comes down to. Yes. Um, Emergency bro, I'm, shoulder I'm, surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so new, new day. I am so oh, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, please. Okay. Whatever. Let the, the, the main event. I swear to God, bro. I, at this point, like I'm, I'm, I'm watching the Giant game. Like I'll be honest with you, I didn't even see Nakamura, you know, turn on Seth Rollins, and like who gives a shit? But again, bro, like we knew five minutes in what the main event was going to be. They deliver an, another main event house show that means nothing, has no stakes. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, it, it infuriated me, and I just have to get this creative out of my head because I talked about it a little bit solo on the Monday locker room on the I mean Media Group side yesterday, and now I'm just in here in the moment, and ideas are rushing in. I'd love you guys to punch it up, but what's the big news of sponsorship, Slim Jim, right? And we didn't have much Slim Jim on this Monday night to, at all. Um, and what what could we do in a very – attitude era you know i don't want to make them run the obstacle course and shit like that but who's gonna be the new spokesperson for slim jim i think there's a lot of uh like that's a huge you know opportunity for somebody and we were naming yesterday who would it be new day would be great uh so would la night if you want to really strap the the commercial rocket to him and get his name out there and if you just want a commercial guy who can do spots, I think Boogs, God damn it, he'd be great for that. And, you know, maybe even Becky Lynch with the man stuff if you needed to cross over into certain things. So what what could we do in some, not tournament style, but some competition style of who's going to be the next spokesperson for Slim Jim? That that would be, uh, do you guys find that interesting at all? I just see that as a huge opportunity to pick up where Macho Man's legacy was, and you can kind of make somebody off of that sponsorship. Yeah, Ben, ben I'm, I'm with you, but, bro, that's got to take place outside of the freaking arena. It's I almost agree. like, what 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 was um what was Trump's show, bro? What, what was uh, the, the Apprentice. I think yeah, it should be yeah, like that, too. Yeah, it's almost like play off of that. Let, let, let's see your business acronym. Acrement. Let's Ac- see your, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see your marketing. Let's see your advertising. I mean, literally something like that would be interesting. And again, the, the gimmick is, bro, you're going to make a lot of money. For being the spokesman, yeah. you know, and the opportunities that's going to come. I with think it, it should be that Shark Tank and America's Got yeah, Talent all, agree, all in ben, one. But you know, it never, it never, it's going to be a match. 
It's going to be a match, bro. Hang a Slim Jim from a pole. Whoever grabs a Slim Jim is the spokesman. I don't mind that for a payoff after all of the goddamn stuff, to be honest with you. They wear, like, New Day's eliminated, and it comes down to Boogs and, and L.A. Knight or somebody. Yeah. And, and then we get them over. I got to ask you guys a question because um, I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I, I think I know what it is, but I'm not sure. Bro, I see L.A. Knight. Um, bro, Disco has worked a lot with him for years. So Disco put over to me two things. Number one, he's a hell of a guy. He's a great guy. Number two, like this is who he really is. And uh, so, you know, my when, when Disco thinks highly of something, I consider Disco a friend. Like Disco's not going to say anybody's, you know, a good guy if they're not. My My point is, I find myself wanting to like him based on what Disco said, based on hearing he's he's not exactly the guy that's going to fall in line and the guy whose mouth is going to get him in trouble. I like all that. That That's like my kind of guy. Something's missing for me, Ben. And I don't know, like, I, I don't know, bro, if it's his age and he 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 looks like an older guy and he's kind of trying to act years younger there there's something missing for me that i can't quite put my finger on what what do you guys think i have an idea what it is go ahead you're seeing rock and austin and other attitude era personalities when he comes out when he talks the way he acts he doesn't have a Mr. McMahon to really show that he's being held back. They're talking about it. They're talking about he's not the choice. All these Austin elements to his character. But you need an authority figure that literally will come out and try to keep him down. That way you want him to beat up the boss. I, I think that's what's missing. Yeah. Ben? I agree with Stevie 100%. That's what I was saying. All I can think of is Al Snow. Put heat on your heel. Make your baby off your heel. Right now, he's just a baby going, ain't I great, dummy? Yeah. And like that's good for a quick Pavlovian. But if you don't have somebody to get heat on him and for him to overcome, you just can't come out and tell the crowd, I'm the fucking man, week after week. And they're going, you know what? He is the man, right? And they'll be like, dude, this guy just keeps putting himself over. It's not going to work that way. So we need that counterpoint. Good point. Good point. Okay. Um, DJ Jazzy Jeff, tell me about horseshoe genetics. What's going on, my friend? Uh, the new Veg Bomb stickers have been shipped out, so those should be hitting the shelves on uh, uh, Amazon here soon, man. Uh, just cannabis every day is a, a major uphill battle and climb, so I try not to take it personally because I know it's uh, I'm just a small uh, you know link in the chain. Uh, so, you know, you just got to roll with the punches as they come. And that's uh, another fun day of doing business. And some days it's, you get your legs swept out from under you and other days <laughs> you get a little win here and there. So appreciate you guys uh, supporting everything we're doing at uh, Hameen Media Group. And just thanks to all the producers and, and clips and sharing that you guys are doing. Join the new Hameen Media Group. 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 on facebook after we got zuckerberg down the other one uh great hanging out last night in uh, the SummerSlam pick them challenges can't wait to see the points from there but add that on facebook and uh interact with the best wrestling fans all around you guys yeah and uh, as a uh, pay-per-view this weekend by the way <laughs> uh, uh, from uh premier tv uh, august 12th uh, sons of Allah defend our tag team titles enzo uh stevie uh, excuse me stevie uh, Enzo uh, is there uh, George Old Cheeseburger Fondango and uh, let me holler at your player is in the house very nice yeah but, uh, and it's premiere right premiere TV fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, super Al Snow Ben Hameen yeah, let's give yeah. premiere a little plug bro yeah, alright Slim Jim on a pole match Russo confirmed the WWE what is going on Stevie with you Stevie Richards Fitness the hot and cold tub, the screen behind you. What's going on, bro? Yeah, it sounds like a, a lot of full days in my plate, but I love it. Uh, yeah, the fitness channel, like I said earlier, I'm going to add resistance band instruction as well as other instruction information, and we're going to be bringing full workouts to the fitness channel. Uh, the wrestling analysis channel is still growing, well over 21,000 subscribers. Nice. I've been putting up shorts as well as longer videos. Like this morning, I just put up, 
uh, when I wrestled Sergeant Slaughter in Washington, D.C., and there were military, dude, it was nuclear heat. They loved Slaughter, and they didn't expect him to come out for a Stevie Knight heat match. But the moment that made it was that I put him in the camel clutch and I did the oh, whole Iron man. Sheik thing. Yeah. So it's up on the YouTube channel right now. Coming up uh, on the underrated series, I already did the Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes video. That'll go up this week. And we're going to do what does it feel like? I'm going to bring it back to a basic. What does it feel like to take a bump? I'm going to talk about back bumps, front bumps, my least favorite face bumps, <laughs> and then all the little things that go into that. There you go. Oh, wow. That's the video I, I'm, I'm looking for. I, I couldn't see. find that video when Stacey <laughs> Kuehler shot me with a T-shirt gun. Guys, uh, you know what? There it is. We need we need that clip. I know somebody's got it out there. Uh, we're going to get the breakdown. We sent it to Stevie, 200 feet per second, T-shirt to the crotch. We're looking yeah, for that. I video. broke down on that. Yeah, that was a real breakdown. <laughs> All right, Ben, uh, Master Shoot Theater. What are we going to talk about? Oh, bro, sure. I swear to God, my YouTube, bro, there – there is so much UFO shit on my YouTube, like every single day. I found an interesting story, though, Ben. I, I don't, th- this might have been on the – see, bro, you and I are at two completely different levels when it comes to our uh, conspiracy theorism. <laughs> You're up here. I'm, 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 I'm in the cellar. Bro, I was reading this story that they are going to invest, like, millions of dollars – in the best state of the art underwater aquatic equipment to once and for all find the Loch Ness monster. Have you, have you seen this, bro? No, I haven't. Yeah, no, I mean, I you know, Ben always says I always rip Ben off with his committing to the bit. Yeah, bro. Like they seriously, there's 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 a time in August mm-hmm. where they're gonna have all the best equipment, love spend it. all the best money, and once and for all, they're gonna sell. Well, I mean, uh, that I love that. I mean, as much as aliens are the hot topic, I mean, for in- interdimensional, multidimensional cryptids are some of my favorite. Is probably my favorite thing, and I think the most there's either there's three big conspiracies: <laughs> aliens, Bigfoot. JFK, right? Those are the those are the classics. Mix in your 911s or you know whatever else you want to. But on August 3rd from Yellowstone, I don't know if you saw it, it's very far away. I've been waiting for somebody to do the really enhanced video version of it. But Wait, somebody what do you mean goes, August 3rd. So this August, already August 3rd, this just it was just taped. It's on it's on Twitter. You can find it easy or X, whatever the fuck. Um, but probably from about mm, a thousand yards away, maybe uh, at the base of a mountain or base of a hill, two bears are walking and then whoops, they're not bears. They're walking upright. And the forest ranger even says to the person, those aren't bears. You just captured two Bigfoots on camera walking at the base of the hill. So cryptids. And, whether, and the video, the video is, is up. Uh, they're so small. You, you can tell something's walking upright. Okay. I'm waiting for BFRO to really enhance it and, and make things, you know, stable and, and so we can see the gate of it. But uh, very interesting video just from the last week. Right now, I was looking at Tim Alberino, who we've had on uh, Conspiracy Horseman a bunch of times. He was an absolute expert on theology and ancient alien theory and cryptids, uh, who's been in the Amazon, who's, who's gone to lost cities and civilizations, and his search for the giants in Sardinia. Um, just, I love the giants, the Nephilim stuff, and with you guys being Christian men, uh, you know, how does that fall work into the fallen angels and, and everything else that's been referenced in the Bible. There's a lot of that crossover from the myth of mankind that in our time, who would have thought we'd get legal weed someday and also alien disclosure all in, all in the same one. You need one for the other, but uh, there's videos coming in right now from South America with very believable. I mean, easy enough to fake, footage from local farmers small villagers where ufos are landing and they're getting them on camera dogs are going crazy in the background where you know something isn't right right there nobody's gotten a clear image but i think this footage is just going to keep dropping every day that's jaw dropping but i'm very interested in using lidar because why not dude who who's to say they say loch ness monster 
of course there could be animals from the Plasticine era or whatever, the frig, the Paleolithic era that are still in the ocean. There could be megalodons, massive sharks, five times the size of a, a blue whale that we don't know in the deepest, darkest recesses of the ocean. We just think as we're humans, we, we got it all figured out, pal. Uh, you know, bullshit, dude. There could be mammoths. How about this? There's a jungle in Antarctica that's been kayfabed. Who knows what Jurassic Park level shit could be still hanging out there and why 33 countries signed on to not go and claim it as their own or do any types of experimentation there. There's so much that's happening so fast. I love all of it, bro. Yeah. Well, let's talk about all of that, guys, on Master Shoot Theater. What is going on with... uh, with Bent's uh, young writer, I mean, I guess, oh, you know, you, huge success coming off of the heels, uh, but, you know, laid, laid up at home, people searching his house. What's going on, bro? Well, just like you heard on Rob, Bent's has now become a science buff. So the timing of the disclosure, Antarctica, Antarctica, and all that stuff, the timing is great. And now with Zoom, Vince can literally go to the bottom of the Loch Ness and find the Loch Ness monster. He can do whatever he wants. So now move over Lewis and Clark, move over Amelia Earhart. It's time. It's time. World trekking Vince. When he gets, when he gets on the zoom, is he dressing like Indiana Jones? Absolutely. Why wouldn't he? And also (laughs) he he heard about this great company, Ocean Gate, that's going to go down to the Titanic. So what could go wrong? No, we got it. We got it oh, set. Very interesting. All right, guys, all of that is going to be on Mass Issue Theater, man, where we don't have to talk about wrestling and we could have a little bit of fun. Go over to patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Don't forget to check out the SmackDown review right here with Ben and Stevie. For me, Ben and Stevie, man, we will see you over at Master Shoot Theater.